0: Twelve twenty. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network.
2: I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. I kind of pride myself that I can pull that off. I don't know if I will always be able to pull it off. Um, one of the areas that I want to empower you in is to get you to be a better investor, especially if you're a do-it-yourself investor. And I think there's a lot of people who are. I think once you become worth two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand, it's time to work with a CFP, a certified financial planner. Uh, but up until then, it's a wealth accumulation game. And I know that a lot of people are going to do it yourself. And the best thing you can do is equity diversify with Vanguard Funds. Um, proven track record over time. Uh, that's what I like about them, low cost. And stocks tend to outperform bonds over time. So I'm all about you doing that. With that said, I'm realistic enough to know that sometimes you're going to stray off the beaten path. And you're going to try to do things your own way. And I'm not against it. I was just listening to some an analyst talk about the humanization trend in the pet industry is really about treating pets like true members of the family and you're like did i just hear that right the humanization 63 billion dollars was spent last year that's triple from 20 years ago that's financially speaking if you just look at the numbers that's great that's woo. you can make some money there um so a lot of people are humanizing their dogs they're like my dog likes charity work my dog likes shopping and they're coming up with these cute little Instagram accounts. So a dog with 20,000 followers can get $200 a post. I know, I've got a brother-in-law who can't find a job. <laughs> He's trying. It ain't working. But if you're a dog with 20,000 followers on Instagram, $200 a post. If you're a dog with 150,000 followers on Instagram, $3,000 a post million followers, $10,000 a post. And what you're trying to do is show that your dog has personality. So the future for pet specialty parent industry is a lot of product opportunity. Now you're saying, okay, Rob, you're, you gave me an idea. Maybe I should be investing in, part of my portfolio I should maybe invest in, um, something to do with pets. So how do I know what to do? Well, there's this amazing tool called Google. Go Google Pet Investments and start there. Now, this does not mean you're done with your homework. This does not mean you're on easy street. You can't just take that list and run with it. It's the start of your homework. And I need you to rise to the occasion and know that you have to do a lot of due diligence. It's not going to be like... Crazy obvious. And sometimes you're going to go, oh, that company that I was looking at, I can't even find them. I don't even know if they're publicly traded. So that may happen. And if you take a look at some of the names that you're going to come up with, you know, you might have come up with a name like a PetSmart, but then you're like, oh, people get dog food. That's a great idea. (laughs) But then if you do your homework, you're going to go, no, 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 no. PetSmart. Competes with Walmart, Target, and Costco. Then you might come up with a name like, <coughs> uh, <coughs> excuse me, I have a frog in my throat talking about pets. Oh, I'm so funny. Um, but you might come up with like a Med Express. And if you've ever had a dog and it got sick or it's starting to die, and I've got Maisie the Wonder Dog who. I keep thinking it's in it the last year of her life, and no, she's not. Uh, it keeps getting pushed out. But you're like, okay, I could see how maybe a PetMed Express could work. Uh, convenience Key. It's America's largest pet pharmacy, so it's number one. It's not competing with Walmart. It's 800 PetMeds and 800 PetMeds.com. Uh, it was founded in 1996. The company makes 81% of its sales via website you start doing homework on it, and you're like, oh, the stock's at an all-time high. This is good, this is good. So in the last uh, year, it's gone from 18 to 22. Let's take a look at the last five years. It's gone from four to $23 a share. So you're like, okay, that's on my list, that's on my list. And you keep going through, and like a VCA tech. What does VCA tech do? What is wrong with my grammar? It'd be bad. Um, VCA and Tech, I know you like the way I say that, but you're 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 sweet on me, so that's going to happen. Now, VCA and is a company I've been talking about for ten years on the radio, um, because again, it's tied towards the concept that we have pets and we love our pets. And what I was saying ten years ago is we're putting off having kids. People are getting married in their 30s and they're not having kids till they're almost 40. People are putting off marriage. It's a definitive trend with millennials. And ten years ago, you could have got VCA Antech for twenty bucks. It's now at sixty-five dollars. All-time highs right around seventy. Now it's not a play on Trump, not as far as I could figure out, but it's still a play on uh, vet clinics and veterinary specialties. And if your dog has cancer, I don't know how to treat it. Well. I will treat any dog with cancer for a thousand dollars. I will take him to the woods and let him play with his his wolf friends. Um, I know you're saying you're evil. You're evil. Yes, I am. Um, my friend had a cat who had a little cancerous bulb on its lip. They spent five thousand five thousand dollars. They spent five thousand dollars. And it was dead within uh, like two weeks. So VCA Antech doesn't let healthcare go to the dogs. Ticker symbol is WOOF, W-O-O-F. It's one of the reasons I liked it on radio because it's easy to talk about. Dogs, cats, and boatload of other animals. So if your lizard needs to have a vaccination, I don't know where to vaccinate your lizard. Uh, if you want to spay and neuter your pet, which Bob Barker is all about, I get it. I don't know how to do it. I don't want to do it. If you made me do it, I'd be like, well, I guess I'll use this spork. I finally figured out what a spork is used for. Half spoon, half fork. It's for spaying neutering animals. Um, Dental checkup, wellness checkups. VACA Antech is near an all-time high for a reason. And, again, I'm getting all this information from Googling an article on investing in pets, which came from a statistic that I saw that $63 billion is spent every year on our pets, and we're trying to humanize them. And it made me snicker that if you put your pet on Instagram and it gets a lot of followers, you can make money. And I tied that to a brother-in-law who's not working and can't find a job. And maybe he should just dress up as a dog and get on Instagram, right? Are you with me or are you against me? Because you got to choose a side. This is a civil war. You can't, you can't say you're on the North later on. This is a civil war. Another one may be IDEX Laboratories. Ticker symbol is IDXX. And again, I'm not doing the homework for you. I'm doing this live and on the air and on the fly. Um, so there is no shortcut for getting an annual report and actually reading it, which I highly recommend you do. Um, you know, IDEX Labs has gone from, in the last 10 years, oh, what was it at? Uh, 22 to 120. Now that is an amazing investment. It's healthcare, it's diagnostics. Um, they develop, manufacture, distribute products and services primarily for animal vets, livestock, and poultry. So, anyway, a couple other names Central Garden and Pet. Are they even still publicly traded? There's a veterinary supply company called MWI, Animal Health International, AHII. They make 40,000 products. There's not a lot of competition here, but man, do we love our animals. Woof woof! Shout out to Maisie. You're amazing dog, Maisie. I'm not Black, talking all things financial, money investing, and more.
0: We tried everything under the sun. Now I'm trying to wake up from this. I'm trying to make up for it. All we ever knew is all we ever knew. Cora Black red? now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking
2: money investing, less than and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do mean that. I got to speak at the Quicken QuickBooks Connect conference yesterday and uh, got to talk to a lot of good CPAs and entrepreneurs and teach them a little bit about some of the strategies tied towards paying your employees. And when you're a small business, it obviously is a big perk. Some big businesses have abilities to keep employees you know, different than you do. I remember speaking at Visa last year, and all the employees were pissed that they don't get sushi like Google does. Sushi's a good perk. <laughs> 6% match in your 401k is a better perk. Just saying. Uh, but sushi is a good perk. And uh, that is out there, so you decide what to do with that kind of information. So one of the areas that I want you to like, you know, continue to think about is retirement and what's mean to you, and one of the things that I'm pretty positive of is that more and more jobs are going to be marginalized, and that's going to hurt more people as they try to get towards retirement. If you take a look at cab drivers, who knew that in the last five years, out of nowhere, Lyft and Uber would you know crush that industry? It used to be a job that you could do, and it still is, but it used to be a job you could do. But now, taxi driver has been replaced with Lyft driver and Uber driver, and Lyft and Uber want to have robots soon, so they don't even need you. Tesla wants their fully automated cars to drive you around town without a driver. So, how about baseball? Take me out to the ballpark. Take me out to the game. The Cubs played the Cleveland Indians last night in the World Series. Historic matchup of two baseball franchises that ultimately have choked, have coughed it up, have booted it, have squandered it, have not had enough talent. The Cubs haven't been in a World Series since 1908. They haven't played in a World Series since 19 in 71 years. They looked a little rusty, to say the least. The Indians last won in 1948. But there's something that could happen as early as next year. Maybe not next year. Maybe the end of next year. There's a subsidiary of a company called uh, Sports Vision. They've got the technology to call every single ball and strike with near-perfect accuracy. That would be great. I think the San Francisco Giants got screwed out of Game 1 with a couple bad calls in the ninth inning um, on a check swing. So... It's part of the game for sure, but instant replay has, you know taken on the NFL pretty well and done good. We'll probably never rid ourselves of umpires, but maybe they'll be kind of like pilots. You know, you'll see the pilot at the front of the plane, but most of the flights are controlled by autopilot technology at this point. You can reduce umpires from key decision makers to caretakers at baseball games. Former Major League Baseball outfielder Eric Burns said, if you asked me before this season, I'd have said 10 years out. Now I'd say closer to five, just a matter of commissioner and umpires union buying in. This is a similar innovation to autopilot. The union may not want to punch in coordinates and land the plane a few hours later, but we have the technology. Let's use it. So being a home plate umpire isn't easy. There's more than a handful of pitchers who throw 100 miles per hour, and you can barely see it. usually best umpires are calling balls and strikes correctly 88% of the time. 88% that's it. And, you know, seasons are won and lost on some of this stuff. Home team always gets the advantage. Research found that two-thirds of the mistakes go to the home teams. When in doubt, human nature tends to side with the home crowd. So just know that when you're at the game, you know, boo louder or cheer louder, whichever it is because there are some human emotions that tie into it. Phone call for Daddy Harmon. Who's on the line? Who, who, who? Simon in San Mateo, or San Mateo. They just changed the name. How are you, Simon?
1: Hi. Hi, Robert. Hello.
2: Yes, hello.
1: Hi, yes, I have a question. I just wanted to know your opinion about McKesson. McKesson? Uh, McKesson.
2: I'm just checking to make sure I'm hearing you great. McKesson? Yes. Okay, thanks. Um, hang on, because you're giving me a little bit of a feedback on line. So let's see if I can't pull up some information fast for you. McKesson. Um, tick symbol MCK. Let me pull in one more thing over here. Okay. So McKesson. Um, currently, it looks like it's $158 stock. It's got a nice small dividend of just under one percent, but it is paying a dividend, so um, it's no longer a teenager. It's you know got a job so to speak, and it's it's pulling in some revenue. It's nice to see. Uh, in the last year, it's not done well. It started about a year ago at about 180, went to 200, now it's at 158. Taking a look at some valuations on it, it's not crazy, so that's good news. Um, CEO pay is large, but it's not so egregious that you, you know, Oracle's is so gre egregious with what they pay their executives. And you always have to go, is that a really good idea? It's a pharmaceutical distribution company. I used to, oh, this was one of the very first stocks I owned back in the 19, early 1990s. It was back then they were, they acquired a company called HBO, which wasn't HBO home box office. It was a, a drug distributor as well. So, they do generic drugs, they do other healthcare products, they do practice management, technology, a lot of clinical support. Um, McKesson was founded, believe it or not, in 1833 in San Francisco. It's old. Um, so, they're going to be at a lot of healthcare conferences. And that's always important for a company like this. Um, you know how Apple has their conferences that they announce new things. Uh, McKesson reports numbers on the 27th, so tomorrow, after the market closes. But healthcare conferences are big for this company. One analyst just lowered the price target to 183, which is way up from where it is right now. Uh, a company called Mizuno, uh, Mizuho, they had a management meeting with the CFO, and they felt positive about the long-term outlook and refocused on the core drug distribution, but remained cautious on some recent changes. To brand price inflation. Uh, Take a look at the EpiPen and you'll see the brand price inflation issues that are out there in medical devices and medical equipment. So, McKesson, uh, the Department of Justice requests more information about the company's contribution sale agreement with Change Healthcare. So, they've got a little bit of an investigation going on. That's a bit of a risk when the Department of Justice asks for more information. I'd say until that's cleared up, Maybe own a very small amount. That's not going to hurt your portfolio, but that's a little bit of a linger. But a lot of price targets right around the 185 level. 800-516-1220. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com.
0: Call Rob Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220
2: KDOW. So this is a band made up of a lot of millennials. Lumineers. Catchy. No. Bringing CFP Chad Burton, newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. You barely... Got out of being a millennial.
1: Okay, what's the exact definition of millennial? What's the ages right now? I think right now it's 18 to 35. No, I got got seven years on that one. I'm good. (laughs) But you are a hipster. You have a man bun going right now, yes? (laughs) I had a man bun before. It was cool. (laughs)
2: That's funny, because I say I I used to wear hoodies before Zuckerberg did.
1: (laughs) Difference between me and you. I've got, uh, you know, with the last name of Burton, I've got a lot of Burton hoodies, so I'm sponsored. I think that's by pretty, myself. pretty cool. I like the Burton products. I oh, love their, their snowboard clothing. It's awesome. Love it.
2: So, speaking of products, let's talk retirement products. You can find CFP Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Fixed variable and indexed annuities. Um, this is a can of worms. Let's talk
1: about it. You know, well, first of all, I mean, this the industry is changing rapidly as a result of this Department of Labor rule, Rob. You've seen um, BlackRock, and let's just talk about ETFs or exchange-traded funds. Those are index funds that trade like a stock, right? So within the last two days, you've seen BlackRock come out and drastically lower their fees on their ETFs to meet Vanguard's pricing. And then Schwab just did it today. And the whole point of this is is that it's going to be really difficult for – Uh, advisors that aren't fiduciaries that aren't looking out for the best interest of the client to take money from somebody that says, Hey, I've left my job or I retired. I need to roll my 401k into an IRA and stick them in these high cost variable fixed or indexed annuities without signing mountains of paperwork that basically make the person look like a schmuck. So um, the idea behind most annuities is that not only are 99% of them bad, but now it's going to be difficult for you know, insurance agents that call themselves advisors to actually get people into these things. So if I was somebody that did a lot of annuity business only, especially 401k rollovers, I'd be shaking in my boots. I'd probably be looking for another career. Or doing a massive mass push. Which is, oh, we're hearing that. I mean, just turn on CNBC or Bloomberg. You're hearing tons of annuity advertisements right now, tons of them. Now, there are a couple of decent ones out there as bond alternatives. There's some no-load variable annuities that have guaranteed lifetime benefits. So, in other words, you could get to a certain age like 65 to 70, and you get a certain amount of guaranteed growth, not of principal but guaranteed growth of income potential, Usually at 65, 70, you're somewhere between 45 and 6% of your, this account value that will pay you for as long as you live. So if you're 85 years old, the stock market's disappointing, the account goes to zero, it's still going to pay you a really good income for as long as you live. But they're only, those are only even good until bonds return to normal. So I'd say about three to five years out, you and I might be saying all annuities are bad. And so you can't get into any of these retirement products that have surrender charges because if the landscape changes and bonds become more attractive again and you want to go out and buy individual bonds, which I don't right now, um, I'd want to get out of the annuities. And I want to be able to do that without any surrender charges.
2: I dislike annuities for most people. And I don't like annuity salespeople because, to me, I feel like there are a lot of insurance people who they don't have your accreditation they don't have your tenure. They see a product that makes them Christmas money or a big commission. Um, it's, to me, it's kind of like the guys who got into being loan agents during the you know the real estate boom 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 and then got out, or real estate agents yeah. boom 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 then got. Just to me, they, those two kind of go together, and I don't like it. And it's not fair of me because
1: it's not very open-minded, uh, but I stand by that. Yeah, I know. It's, um, even in terms of the, the CFP board certified financial planner practitioners, there's a big push to, um, say, because there are insurance agents that are certified financial planners, but they still work 100% commission. And, and most of us in the industry that are certified financial planners don't believe they should be allowed to use the designation of certified financial planner because of the ethics behind that designation. So there's a push to change that even in, in, under that, you know, CFP designation. Being a CFP and
2: having that designation, does that? do you all have like churches that you all meet at or you're like you're all the Illuminati or
1: anything? If, if I told you I have to kill you. <laughs> fair enough, fair
2: enough. It is kind of a cool accreditation. Um, <laughs> should we talk about variable annuity living
1: benefits? Well, I, I think we did. I mean, the idea yeah. there is that you take, if, I mean, first of all, annuities are a horrible idea for really anybody under 55 or over 80 because <laughs> you have to have a, a period of time and you have to need income. Right. And so it's, it's a retirement product that's a bond alternative where you can take bond money that is otherwise earning an interest rate of about 2.8% on most bond funds right now. And you can take the money and put half of it into the stock market, but actually have an income guarantee for life that's higher than what bonds are paying right now. Um, so you get this income and you know that if you do, like I said, run out of money at age 85, the insurance company's still on the hook for paying you. So you have to have a high-rated insurance company um, so that, you know, the income's going to be there, obviously. Uh, but they're no load. There's no commissions involved or anything like that. There's no surrender charges. So there's a couple of, uh, of them. There's about three out there that are worth looking at. I can't name them on the air, um, but there are about three out there. The ones that, that are the most interesting that people are really hearing about it is these, these uh, QLAC annuities, Q-L-A-C qualified lifetime annuity contracts that um, these are ones that you can buy inside your even 401ks now in some cases where you're giving a lump sum of money to an insurance company but you don't take payments until you're 80 and if you live you know till you're 100 the rate of return is really actually pretty decent but you have no access to your principal which scares the heck out of me and you're you're depending on the insurance company being there in 30 plus years without any control so if you had no kids and you were just concerned about simply longevity and living till you're 115 years old, then annuities make a lot of sense to do a, a larger portion in. But for most people, you know, putting maybe up to half of your bond allocation in a no-load variable annuity with a living benefit in retirement makes sense. But anything more than that, it, it really doesn't.
2: Let's change topics a little bit. Longevity insurance. What is longevity insurance and who should get it?
1: Well, actually, two of the things that we talked about is, is, is the longevity insurance, really. Right. It's the idea that um, rates are really low on a balanced portfolio. So the traditional balanced portfolio where you could draw 4% out and have enough money from 65 to 100 is challenged right now. So the variable annuity with that living benefit is a form of longevity insurance, and so is that lifetime income annuity, the QLAC um, that I mentioned. It's all the idea of, you know, most people will die at age 86, but for the few that live well beyond that, you need longevity insurance, and the only way to get that is through insurance companies, really.
2: Ran into an interesting email the other day. Uh, someone was emailing for their mother. My mother's 93 years old, and she's got money in Wells Fargo. And they want her to move it into the brokerage side of Wells Fargo um, for her emergency money. And I was like, I don't know if you really need to do that. Right. You know, 93, yeah. 93, if you don't need the money, like, I don't think you move the money at that point in time. You must kind of wait and die or just kind of let it sit and mature.
1: Keep it liquid, keep it safe. <laughs> I mean, we get that a lot, too, when when kids are all of a sudden in charge of their parents' Um, assets because mom or dad goes into a nursing home and they start getting worried about where should they invest the money and I you know if they're in a nursing home it means that they're not going to have a super long life expectancy keeping things simple liquid and safe is typically the best route to go and a lot of unfortunately you know that's why I don't think you want to have your money managed by a bank it's not a fiduciary they they they've got as we've seen sales quotas and everything else so they need to. Take money that should be sitting in a FDIC insured money market and try to get you into some alternative, you know, short term bond fund or something else. And as soon as rates go up rapidly, those can fall in value as well. So I keep it safe.
2: We've got about a minute and a half. You want to talk reverse mortgages?
1: Um. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's an interesting situation with reverse mortgages is uh, that I've seen popping up. First of all, the the main the primary use of a reverse mortgage is kind of a a plan B in retirement. You retired, you didn't have enough money, you don't want to move out of your house yet. So you do a reverse mortgage, which means you can take equity out without having any payments to live. And there's different forms of it. It's a much more regulated product now. When I first got into the business, it was horrible. Um, but two other uses that can be very useful <laughs> is. Um, is uh, being able to delay Social Security and having something to live off of while you let your Social Security last until 70, because that's an 8% rate of return from 66 to 70 on your Social Security. Or people that, um, what I've seen recently, is somebody that wanted to uh, buy a home that they were going to eventually move to. They knew they couldn't live in California forever. So they decided to do a reverse mortgage on their very expensive California home, buy a property in Arizona where they eventually wanted to go, Free and clear with their equity, they had no payments on the reverse mortgage, and then they rented the place out and so they actually increased their cash flow um, over a period of time because they couldn 't get a traditional loan to buy it because of where their assets were mm-hmm. um, so the plan b of knowing when you have to move out of the estate the state that you live in because it 's too expensive and trying to kind of you know get in on prices where they are now if you think they're going to be higher in five years.
2: I know someone going through that exact scenario right now, but the negative is is he's a guy who spends money quickly. He went through a $1.4 million inheritance in three years. So I'm oh. like, I'm cautioning him, like, watch out on the reverse mortgage because they're going to give you a lump sum of money and you're going to want suddenly like a pool you're going to suddenly want more things with it than you wanted before. Um, yeah. He spent more money in three years than he did in 45 years. It's no, that's bad. Pr- yeah, yeah. So anyway, Uh, You can find CFP Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Financial planning is complex. You need someone with integrity, and you need someone who's smart as a whip. newfocusfinancial.com. Hi, I'm Rob Black. The stock market recently hit record highs, but don't celebrate just yet, as retirement is marching ever closer. Most of us have a big fear about what retirement will actually look like. To conquer that fear, you need to take the right steps along the way. Learn winning strategies from me, Rob Black, and certified financial planner, Chad Burton, at an educational event in Los Gatos on Thursday, March 9th at 630. We will cover the building blocks of a successful portfolio and break down the 2017 market outlook. You'll also learn how to transition your portfolio from the accumulation phase to the income phase, which accounts to draw from first, how to minimize tax and retirement, social security strategies, and much, much more. And get estate planning tips for 2017 from attorney Michelle Lerman. That's Thursday, March 9th, 630 to 830 at the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com for just $25 or free for KDOW listeners using the promo code RADIO25. That's newfocusfinancial.com, promo code RADIO25.
0: Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220
1: KDOW.
2: So one of the things you'll hear me talk about on a regular basis on this show, trying to focus you on retirement, is demographics. And oftentimes I say the word millennials, 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 millennials. And you probably are at the point in time, like, shut up about the millennials. I won't, because they're the people who spend money, 18 to 35-year-olds. They're super important to our economy, but you can also see um, that they're super, you know, eh, they have a voice that might not be yours. If you take a look at the top 10 subscription apps, And you extrapolate youth data on top of them. I'll give you a countdown. The top ten apps right now, as far as subscriptions go, number ten is Match.com. Number nine, HBO Now. Number eight, Hulu. Number seven, this is a surprise, Sing Karaoke. Number six, Netflix. Number five, Pandora. Number four, Title. Number three, YouTube Red. Number two, Spotify. Number one, Tinder. Now, the percent of 18 to 35s who use Match, 31%. The percent of 18 to 35-year-olds who use Tender, 70%. So if you're trying to shop Tinder as an IPO or you're trying to shop Tinder as an investment idea, you know that you're in a sweet spot of young people who spend money. So they'll pay for that. Like I'm going to send that girl. She's so pretty. A super smile, a super smile might mean um, you get a virtual smile that you can like print on a screen and send it to her. And it's 99 cents or something stupid like that. Right. So, whereas on Match, they're like, hmm, not so much. I'll just wait. I'm going to check yes on everyone. <laughs> well, what are your standards? Well, she has teeth. Check. Wow. Well, okay, so her skin's a little scaly. But, you know, it could be a old snake thing. That's kind of sexy. Check. So, Spotify and Tinder are the top two as far as millennials spending money. On apps, I found that kind of interesting. Um, and again, singing karaoke—I don't know anything about it. That makes me think: should I know something about it? Um, if you look, take a look at Apple's recent quarter, the services revenue, which is—if they can only go to services, subscriptions, you know, downloads, games, things along those lines—they would. They love the Apple Music business model, so they need to get a, a video model to compete with Netflix. They probably need to get a, a tender model to compete with tender, So they're in the position to do it, right? So the trend of consuming via subscriptions, also seen in the general population, younger people aging in will further increase tech and media subscription adoption. So as the younger people become older, they're more acclimated to saying, subscription's fine by me. So as they age into being older, Digital access and television providers capture the highest average revenue per user. That's not surprising. You look at Comcast, and their average revenue per user on a subscription basis is about $1,600 a year. For phone service with Verizon, it's about $1,600 per year. So we are consuming big time in the cable television as well as the cell phone markets. That's the biggest area. When you take a look at what, like, Netflix pulls in versus what Comcast pulls in, it's paltry. So now companies like Comcast and AT&T have started to figure out we have these wonderful products, Internet, phone, service, but we need to throw content on top of it because it's not good enough just to have the delivery mechanism. We need Because we know we can get the subscription model out of people. So AT&T, part of their business model is to get you to buy HBO or to get you to pay for action movies or to get you to pay for a kid's channel. At some point in time, Disney is going to wake up and say, you know what, we've been a little lazy. We did it intentionally. We milked the cow, that is cable television, and now we're going to start setting up apps. There is not a parent in the world when your kid is between the age of two and six that would not pay for a Pixar app where you get access to all the Pixar behind-the-scenes, where you get access to all the Pixar movies. Um, And then maybe when that kid turns six, you're going to get him the Star Wars channel where you get access to all the Star Wars movies, all the Star Wars cartoons. So Disney will eventually do that. 800-516-1220 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. A um, couple other things that you always want to be paying attention to um, is digital platforms have become the discovery oligopoly, controlling each stage of the consumer journey. So there's access. There's discovery, there's consumption. And companies like Google help you with access, with discovery, but they don't have the social network component. 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you need to talk about, we could talk about. So no one is locked up everything. Google's as close as there is with a payment, wallet, first parity, publishing, sponsored content, ad stacks, virtual assistants, but they don't have the social network. So Facebook doesn't really have the hardware or the OS or the browser, the cloud services that Google does. Apple has all that, but they also don't have the social network. They've got none. So, plus Apple doesn't have any sort of first party publishing, which other companies like Google do have and Facebook does have. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing and more.